global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are at the best level of the day. 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. The S&P 500 index up the most in a month right now. That index up 25 points to 2,083, a gain of 1.2%. NASDAQ up 57 points, a gain also of 1.2%. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 221 points, a gain of 1.3%. Gold, little changed, up 60 cents, 12.67 the ounce, a gain there of less than 0.1%. A 3% rally today for West Texas Intermediate Crude, up $1.27 a barrel to $44.72. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie Pell, thanks so much. Time now for the ETF report brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETF. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Vanek, access the opportunities. For this, we turn to our own Catherine Cowdery. It's an unusual ETF that embraces most of the emerging markets, except for one country, and it was named the best new international equity ETF of 2015 by ETF.com. It's the ED Shares EM Core X China ETF. Here's Martin Hoekstra, Chief Executive of Emerging Global Advisors. People recognized the ETF because of a big trend in emerging market investing, which is that portfolios are becoming more and more dominated by China. Hoekstra on how they came up with the idea for this ETF. If China's 40% of the index, a lot of people will want to choose their China. In other words, they might want to hire an active manager they like. They might want to focus on certain sectors or industries. But at any rate, uh, they don't want to necessarily buy the whole bucket. So we simply said we'll create a tool that allows people to dissect this sort of concentrated country in the EM index from everything else. The ETF trades under the symbol XCEM. It's gained about 6.5% since the start of the year. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. What's an investor to do? Central banks around the world, they are unresolved in their efforts to help the global economy. Interest rates remain low, and if you invested in the S&P 500 at the beginning of the year, you've gained just less than 2%. Here to tell us what to do with our money, Matt Maley, equity strategist at Miller Tabak, joining us, of course, here uh, at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Uh, prior to tonight's uh, Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce 2016 annual meeting. Matt Maley, great to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Great to be here. So what would you tell if you were going to meet these, uh, I think there are going to be about 1,700 uh, business, government, and civic leaders here uh, at the Convention and Exhibition Center. What would you tell them are the themes for investing today? Well, probably the number one theme, of course, is uh, is confusion. I mean, I mean, it's funny because a lot of people are talking about how the uh, uh, you know, people are confused or worried about the election uh, and what 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 will they have impact on on the economy and the markets and things like that. But I would say actually that it's the economy uh, and and you know the struggle with wages and things like that. Even though we've seen a, a mild uptick recently, I don't know people are still uh, having a tough time making ends meet. So uh, I think that's what's affected the election <laughs> rather than the election. If Affecting uh, the economy, and uh, you know, obviously the, the, the uncertainty, and of course with Donald Trump and things, that does create some uh, 
uh, some concerns there as well. But uh, we just don't have the kind of growth that you would normally have in the, you know, in, at this far into a, in, into an expansion, and that's got people worried. And notwithstanding the rally today in stocks, and notwithstanding the jump in commodity prices, like soybean and corn, really shooting up right now. Oil is steady over $44 a barrel. There is some concern that if things haven't gotten a lot better now and we're this long into a recovery, that if we that, that we run out of steam, what's left to push it up, right? The right. Fed can't cut rates. The Fed could do more, bar, more bond buying, but at some point that seems to have lost its steam. And everyone's saying, in fact, every Fed official I've talked to in the last month and a half has said, Fiscal policy, fiscal policy, right. government has to do something. And then if you're counting on Congress and a new president to do something, well, that's that might be a tough bet. Exactly. And, and you know, as Tim said, the market's only up 2% this year. But you go back to Thanksgiving of 2015, 18 months ago, the market's done nothing since then. And, and it, it goes to the point that you've been saying about about how, you know, people are, you know, th- these these programs that the central banks have put in, especially the BOJ and, and, and the ECB, uh, haven't really helped uh, you know, helped as much as they used to. Uh, and uh, and you talk about people are. Are, are, are looking for something more, and when you have the uh, the Fe- uh, I'm sorry, when you have like you said with with Trump and Congress, well, first of all, nothing's going to happen until January because the new president's not going to be in there until January anyway. So you have a lot that adds to the uncertainty. You know, even if they feel comfortable about who is going to be the next president, are they really going to be able to work with Congress, in, which they haven't been able to do for quite a while? So there's a lot of uncertainty out there, and and that's keep got people uh, you know sitting on their hands a little bit more than they have in the past. All right, so so Matt, you know this idea of living in a low yield environment wishing for high yields isn't going to make it so so what do you do with your money if you're planning to invest it for retirement for purposes not tied to daily moves in a particular stock or stock market what would you do with your money right now well, one of the problems, the problems, because six months ago, yeah, when I was asked the same question, it was like, well, you know, some of these dividend plays look really good. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a good play anyway in, in uncertain times. Uh, but their yields were, were fine. And, and of course, we've seen what's happened in the utility stocks and the consumer staples have just had this unbelievable move. The problem is now they're starting to get very expensive. And so to put new money into that, into that area, you heard, of course, we heard what Jeff Gunlock said last week about, about the uh, utility sector being very, very overvalued. So that can be. So what do you think? Take some so, profits. If you have them, and then sit and wait for a better opportunity. Well, I think so too, but I also think you know we hear a lot more when you, when you're in these kind of sideways markets it has to be a stock pickers market. The one group that has is defensive that hasn't done as well. It's starting to do better finally, but hasn't done as well as a defensive play in the last year or so is the is the healthcare stocks. Of course, the problem is, as we've learned very much, you can't just go into any old healthcare stock anymore. Uh, in, in 1975 or 1985, you could just kind of go into the group and, and, and you were fine. Now you have to be a lot more careful uh, and go into, you know, you can go to some of the traditional names or the big names of Pfizer and Merck or things like that, but even some of the takeovers and stuff. Um, but, uh, uh, and then, you know, well, you know, you know and then REITs and stuff like that with the commercial real estate stuff going on here. But boy, I tell you, you know, you, uh, uh, Pim just uh, motioned. I'm just, mo- I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, directing, I'm just directing your view to South Boston and to all of uh, of really the seaport area yeah. of Boston, which looks nothing like it did 10 years ago. Not, not, not even. I mean, you see the cranes. Some of the, you can't even see some of the cranes because of the buildings on the way. But the, the cranes are, are everywhere. Sometimes you wear that. Maybe because I think of the that's top, one of the contradictions the, for people who feel like, oh, how come these people talk about how bad things are? There's there's so much construction in. Boston. Boston, in Washington, D.C., in Seattle, Washington, in so many places, even at, at a time when people maybe are kind of having a, a tough time. But I guess people still want to see movies and they still want to go to theme parks. So even if Disney, for example, reporting to Death the Bell is not going to be a high flyer, is that the kind of 
investment that people are – is that the best we can do right now? Is that what you kind of fall back on? Because they're going to grow. They're going to do fine. Maybe no big price appreciation, but – That's one of the places. I mean, it's funny. Again, reverting back to something I said several years ago. In 2009, when we were at the bottom, and people saying, is this the bottom? Is it really the bottom? And then we're, Even at the end of the year. And I said, the one stock that's going to go up, right – because everybody understands it. You don't have to be, I mean, if you're a retail broker and you're talking to you know, mom and mom and dad out there, it's like Apple computer. Because everybody sees what that's going. Now we've seen a little bit of a change there. So I think we go back to some, I mean, just because what we've seen the stock is, is active is not to say that stock, I mean, it's a great company and uh, it may go lower, may go higher. But going, but that was a good, reliable name in 2009, 2010. Now you kind of go back to some of those other names that you just mentioned. Even a McDonald's, gosh, the stock's at an all-time high. People say, well, I don't want to buy it, a stock at an all-time high. But, it's like, but there's a stock that's underperformed for a lot of years. So even though that's an all-time high, it's not at the kind of, it's not had the kind of run that, uh, some of the you know the high flyers, the fang stocks that we saw last year. So I do see continue to play on the defensive side, but you have to be a little bit more careful than you were six months ago. I was just looking at the ten-year, uh, going back to the beginning of the year. The yield there on the ten-year, I believe, two and a quarter. Now we're down to one seventy-five. One seventy-five. That's a that's a twenty-two percent move. That's got to be painful for a, I mean, for people that have been saying stock, stock, stocks. To have to come up against that, right? It's it's it, it's such a difficult thing now, especially now when people start. One thing I think adds to the uncertainty. We haven't seen it here, but you hear about these negative interest rates. Nobody knows. I mean, Warren Buffett was saying recently, there, there's no books. I mean, you know, these books that go back hundreds of years and some just several decades that have been the Bibles on, on interest rates in the bond market. And now people are like, I don't know what in the world is going to happen next. So that adds to the uncertainty. And But people are like, and, and then you also have, you know, the Fed. And, and part of the problem, I don't get off a tangent here, but part of the problem, everybody wants to blame the Fed. And I'm kind of saying, well, my blame to the Fed is that they've actually enabled Congress. They, they kept bailing things out. People are saying we need fiscal policy. Well, Congress keeps saying, well, if the Fed keeps bailing out, I don't have to do anything. All right. So uh, now it's going to have to step to the plate. We're hearing that all over, not just not just here in the United States, but all over the world. That they have to have the other the other leg to that. And even even Ben Bernanke was saying years of 2010, he was saying we're just the stopgap to get us to you know what really drives the economy. And uh, but. They never really made them do that, and, and Congress has kind of skated along. And at some point, you know, that's why we're having a throw-the-bums-out uh, kind of a, a movement this year, you know. Well, it's been an interesting year so far, though, you must admit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Matt Bailey, thank you so much for joining us, coming all the way over here to the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center at tonight's Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce 2016 annual meeting. Of course, Matt Bailey is equity strategist at Miller Tabak here in Boston. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. Getting ready for the market close, the movers and shakers, coming up on Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.